Hey there, we are back for another time of getting in the word. So hang in there, we'll be right back. Thanks. Blessings to you and welcome to Walk in the Word. I'm your host, Robin Boone, and I am happy that you are here and ready to listen and receive. So let us get right to it. Well, first of all, I hope that you're having a good day. And uh, any prayer requests, please feel free to leave them um, by email, which I'll give you all those um, avenues at the end of this message. All right, let, let us get to it. Exodus chapter 32 and let me preface this by saying, I really, I was reading this uh, scripture this morning as part of my Bible reading plan, and I saw this scripture in a way I had never seen it. And I just believe that was the Holy Spirit giving me insight to what, what else the scripture is saying. So we are reading from Exodus chapter 32, verses 1 through 5. Exodus 32 verses 1 through 5. And yes, this message is about pressure. (coughs) Pardon me. All right. When the people and oh, and I'm reading from the amplified version. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, they gathered together to Aaron and said to him, up, Make us gods to go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So Aaron replied, Take the gold rings from the ears of your wives, your sons and daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made it a molten calf. And they said, they said, these are your gods, O Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw the molten calf, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. Listen, this is just crazy. (laughs) All right. So Moses and Aaron were brothers. They had been separated for a period of years when Moses fled from Egypt, uh, fearing for his life and Moses settled down into a different land and God um, came to Moses in the presence of a burning bush that was not consumed and began to tell Moses what his purpose in life was going to be and what God was commissioning him to do and that was to deliver God's people from Egypt from Egyptian bondage and slavery So Moses made excuses. I can't do it. 
I can't talk. I stammer. I'm a man of, uh, I, I'm just little speech. I, you know, I stutter and I just can't do this, God. So Moses was making excuses and God was like, well, I got a, I got a remedy for you, Moses. I'm going to send your brother Aaron to you to help you. And he is going to be my mouthpiece. When I speak, Aaron is going to talk for you. So Moses was without excuse. So lo and behold, God sends Aaron to Moses. They hadn't, uh, at least the Bible doesn't record that they have seen each other in many years. So Aaron and Moses reconnect. Uh, They begin to, you know, Moses returns to Egypt with Aaron and he gets with Pharaoh and is like, you know, let my people go. And Moses is talking for, I'm sorry, Aaron is talking for Moses. So they have this relationship going on. So when, after a period of time, and I would really recommend that you read um, Genesis and Exodus just to get the flavor of this. So uh, what happens is, you know, God sends Moses back to Egypt with Aaron and they begin to deal with Pharaoh about letting the people of God go. And so once God delivers the children of Israel from Egypt through Moses, we get to where we are now in Exodus 32. God has called Moses up into Mount Sinai because it was time for the Lord to tell the people, his people, how to live, to give them the law and instructions on worship, instructions on how to treat one another, instructions on even how to treat their animals, instructions on how to raise your, their kids, their family, just all kinds of very detailed instructions. And God called Moses up into the mountain to do this. So it was almost 40 days had passed before anybody saw Moses. Almost 40 days. So the people got antsy, okay? They saw that Moses delayed, verse 1, to come down from the mountain. And when they saw, it was over a month, y'all. And Moses was up in the mountain. And so they got together and they went to Aaron because Aaron was left in charge. And they were like, look, 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 we have not seen Moses in a long time. And let me go back because what they, they disrespected Moses. First of all, they, they just disrespected Moses. They just said in verse one, up, make us gods to go before us for as this Moses, I mean, this Moses, the man who brought it, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, just disrespect, right? So just, that was just an aside. So listen, what Aaron does not even say, wait a minute, that's my brother. He may be a lot of things, but he keeps his word. He will be back. He has a relationship with God. I have seen him and God 
work together. I have seen Moses obey God. So he is not playing with y'all. He is not playing with your emotions. He's not trying to, to uh, vanish on y'all. He's not, not trying to ghost you. He is trying to, you know, hear from God. He's, he's saying, he's my brother, man. I, I got this. We have this. Just hold on. Moses will be back when God releases him. Aaron says nothing like that. He just says, give me your gold the gold rings from the ears of your wives, your sons, daughters, and bring them to me. He just moves right into that. Why does he do that? Because Aaron is afraid. That thing jumped out at me when I read that scripture. Aaron is, was, excuse me, Aaron was afraid. He was afraid of a couple of things. He was afraid of the people There were a lot of people there calling out and, you know, coming up. It says they gathered together. So they had a united front against this one man, even though Aaron had seen many miracles. So even if Aaron had said, no, we are going to wait for my brother to come down. We are going to wait for our leader because I know him better than that. And I know the relationship that he has with God. So we're going to hold on and wait. Even if the people had decided that they were going to rise up against what Aaron was saying, God was going to deal with them. So Aaron just totally lost it. So he was afraid of the people. And not only was he afraid of the people, he, look, when I saw this, he actually wasn't convinced that his brother was going to return. He was afraid that Moses wasn't coming back. He was just as afraid as the people were. Now, he was leading the people. He was just as afraid. And listen, even if he was afraid, he could have at least stood up, right? And I'm not, I'm, I mean, this is Aaron. This is way back in the day. So I'm, but I'm, I'm just pointing out what, what the Lord showed me in this. So Aaron had the dealing with the people with his, with their fear and rising up cuz that was that what that is what was motivating them their fear and then he had his own issues to deal with so what he did what Aaron did was give in to the pressure the fear caused pressure and it caused him to compromise and not think rationally So when they put that pressure on him, he just folded. He just, I mean, not even a a hesitation. The Bible does not record that he hesitated. The Bible does not record that he uh, gave a rebuttal in behalf of, on behalf of his brother or even on behalf of God. He just said, bring me all you got. Bring it on. I got you. We're going to do this because I'm not sure either. (laughs) Oh my Lord. So it, they, they took that, they brought him to Aaron and, and Aaron made a calf, a golden calf, a molten calf. He took all the gold and did whatever they do to make it all into one piece. So what does that tell me about us today? Because God is speaking and he is just not speaking for back in the day. He is speaking to us today about pressure, 
about allowing fear to put pressure on us, to compromise, to surrender to ways and systems and ideas and politics that are not of him, that don't represent the kingdom of God. There is so much pressure to conform. And what happens if we don't know the word of God, if we don't have a relationship with God, we will conform because fear will be the operating factor and not truth. So when we are confronted as believers to make decisions, we must make decisions based or rooted and grounded or backed up with the word of God. And when the and with the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I think about this when it comes to yeah, I brought up politics and yeah, I'm going there. Um when it when it comes to politics and it comes to voting and and those kinds of things when it comes to uh, issues like abortion and and other kinds of issues we can even as believers we can be pressured because of be pressured into compromise or be pressured into making decisions that we know are not right. We can be pressured by our family members. We can be pressured by our community, by our employee, our, our, our fellow workers, our fellow employees, or, you know, our fellow leaders. We can be influenced by our pastors. We can be influenced by school leaders, by government leaders. We can be influenced and pressured into making decisions that will not glorify God. For instance, and you know, I I wrestled with this part of this message. Actually, this is my second recording of this because pressure, fear. Because there are many people, even believers, who will vote based on the fact that a candidate in whatever office, it could be local, it could be, uh, you know, national, federal, whatever, state, based on the color of a candidate. Rather than what that candidate represents. Rather than what they represent. And when we do that, and and not just, and even, yes, once we make decisions based on though that thing, and I, I bring up race, um, and it could be, it could be, could be Caucasian, it could be African American, it could be Hispanic, uh, whatever, whatever area that falls into, then that's where it falls into. 
When we make decisions, even based on race or culture or gender, and it is not a decision that is based on the word of God, if that candidate or or that issue or whatever it is, is outside of the will of the Father, is outside of the word of God, is not lining up with the word of God, then we are making that candidate, that issue, that whatever it is, we are making an idol of that thing or that person or that system or that idea or that thought. If we decide to surrender to it, him or her, they are them. If we decide to surrender to those things, then we are making them an idol. It's just like Aaron saying, okay, we're going to make this calf. Instead of waiting on God, instead of continuing to worship God, instead of bringing the people into a place where they would surrender to the will of God, we put ourselves in positions where we are surrendering to idols based on pressure, based on fear. Just like Aaron did. We don't want to do an Aaron. A-A-R-O-N. We don't want to do that. We want to, and yes, fear may come and the pressure will come, but we've got to stop for a moment. We have to stop and we have to think, wait a minute, hold up. I can't, I can't give in to my family. I can't give in to their ideas. I can't give in to this, this generational thing that we only do it one way. I've got to listen to the voice of God. I've got to see. I've got to, I've got to research. I've got to dig. I've got to, to see what this person stands for, what this issue is all about. And then make the decision. Then make the decision based on the word of God, the principles of morality that he lays out in his word. We give in to so much pressure and it is out of fear. Aaron may not have suffered Like God wiped out a whole bunch of, of, (laughs) he wiped out a whole bunch of his people during that episode or after that episode, when, when he came down from the mountain and he, uh, I was thinking Joshua, you know, okay. So when it was time for Moses to come down, he had the tablets, you know, the 10 commandments, he had the tablets, he was coming down and, and, um, Joshua said, I hear, I hear a sound and it sounds like, sounds like war. And Moses said, no, 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 Joshua, they're singing. Something is going on. And Moses came down from that mountain. Oh my gosh. He was so angry through the, through, through the 10 commandments down and broke them. The word of God and Aaron. 
was responsible. Now, at that time, he didn't suffer because God had a mission for him. He did not suffer. He did not perish with the rest of those who who were caught in um, all kinds of evil things because they were celebrating this idol. They were celebrating before the, the idol. They were worshiping before the idol. They were just cutting loose, doing everything. They were big and bad enough to do. But Moses suffered in his life. He lost two of his children. God took them because they decided to offer up strange fire. Aaron did not make it into the promised land. Aaron suffered. And when we give in to pressure and we give in to fear, we suffer. Our children suffer. Our families suffer when we don't stand up for what God stands up for. We really, really do. We can no longer surrender. We can no longer, as children of God, give in to pressure. And we have got to get to know God for ourselves. I was thinking about Aaron and how Moses had a relationship with God. But did Aaron have his own personal relationship with God? Is that why he didn't stand up for Moses? Is that why Aaron couldn't stand under the pressure? That's not the first time Aaron fell short. That is not the first time. He got into it. He and his sister Miriam, their sister Miriam, they got the gossiping and talking about Moses behind his back. And God dealt with Miriam, but Aaron suffered too, just not at that time. So listen, saints, the pressure is real. The pressure is on, especially now it is on us and we must not, we cannot, we dare not give in to the pressure to compromise because that's what Aaron did. He compromised. We cannot allow fear to cause us to compromise on the way God wants us to live and on the decisions God calls us to make. No matter what realm it's in, no matter whether it's politics, no matter whether it's family issues or or local community issues, we've got to stand. And how do we stand? We stand by learning God's word. We stand by digesting it, by being transformed by the renewing of our minds. I think about how the Bible says that we are not to be conformed to this world. That means we are not, when we conform to something, uh, we actually take the shape. We step into that thing and we take the shape of it. We actually begin to look like what we're conforming to. So so we're beginning to look like the world system. When God has told us we are separate and apart, we are sanctified. We are not to touch the unclean things, but we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How can we prove that out 
if we don't know the word, if we don't know who God is. Aaron couldn't stand for God. He did not, uh, based on what I read, have a personal. God used him. Yes, he did. But that personal relationship, that knowledge, he allowed, whatever knowledge he had, he allowed fear and pressure to take over. So we have to stand. And I, and I, and I mentioned how to do that. And when we feel pressure and when we feel like we want to compromise, just stop for a moment. Stop and think. Step back and think about it. What will my compromise, oh Lord, what will my compromise cost me? What will my compromise, giving in under pressure, giving in under fear, what will it cost me? And not just me, what will it cost my children? What will it cost my ministry? What will it cost those that I am influencing? What will it cost if I compromise, if I give into this right now? What will it cost? Is it going to be worth it? For me to make this thing the idol and move God out of the way, will it be worth it? Those are questions we must ask ourselves. Is it going to be worth it? Either now or in the future. It might feel like it'll be worth it right now. I mean, there's there's so many kinds of pressure. We, I just uh, delved, you know, just touched on politics. But I mean, there's so many other kinds of pressure. There's pressure for young people, peer pressure, you know, pressure to, to have sex outside of marriage, pressure to get involved with people that don't mean us any good, pressure to lie, steal, cheat, pressure to, to, to just be somebody we're not. Pressure. No. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, a sound mind. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. He humbled himself even to the death of the cross. He humbled himself. And there are times when we have to humble ourselves so much that it hurts and it feels like we just not going to make it. Crucify the flesh. Crucify the desires of the flesh so the Spirit of God can come on in, can rise on up and lead us into the places that God wants us to be. Lead us into the decisions that God wants us to make. Lead us into the places where God wants us to go. So let's not give in to the pressure. It ain't easy. But we have the Spirit of God in us. And He will do the work to help us. He will strengthen us. He is our helper. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to contact me, connect with me, 
You can find Walking the Word with Robin on social media. You can find me, Robin Boone. You can leave a voice message. You can email me at walkingthewordwithrobin at gmail.com. There are so many ways that you can get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you. Good or bad, negative or positive. We all need to grow. Amen. Father, thank you for this time that you have given us to get in your word and to look at this scripture from this perspective. You are amazing, Father, how you just turn scripture and turn your word like a prism as we as we go into it. I think about Cindy Trim and how she uh, talks about your word as a prism and how we turn it and we turn it and we read and there's always something new to discover or something new to be revealed to us. Thank you. I pray for your protection over the listeners, God. Help us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Help us to stand even in the midst of pressure, even when we are being pressed down, when we are being persecuted, when we are forsaken. Oh my God, help us to stand anyway and to rely not on our own flesh, but on your spirit. So empower us again, God. We have what we need. Help us, Lord, to stop and take a pause before We decide that your way is not best for us. Help all of us, Father, to be the people of God that you called us to be. Lord, help us. In Jesus' name, we thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. I'll catch you next week. Love you. Bye-bye.